equating that breakfast like a training session. Do we always want to go do our training sessions? Do we always want to go to practice? No, but do we show up and do we do it? Yes. So we have to th start thinking about breakfast like that. It's part of our training. We got to get that breakfast in. Hello and welcome back to the Eat More Carbs podcast. I'm dietitian Riley Beatty, and today I'm here with fellow dietitians Jenna Fisher and Lindsay Hazard. Hey y'all. We are super excited to have Lindsay on today in this podcast. We're going to be chatting all about going back to school, eating breakfast, making sure that you have a really good feeling foundation starting in the morning. Um, and we're just really excited because I know as a dietitian, and I can speak for my fellow dietitians on our podcast, that we love breakfast. So we're excited to chat. Lindsay is our guest today. And Lindsay, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself with the athletes who are listening. Hi, my name is Lindsay Hazard. I'm a dietitian out of Dallas, Texas. I work with a lot of high school athletes, helping them with their feeling. Work with athletes of all ages, but primarily high school. I love it. Breakfast is a topic of conversation a lot with us. Um, I'm also a mom. I have three little kids and I that's it. Is this a busy time of year for you then with back to school being a mom of three? Yes. Yes. But it's also yeah, nice getting back into the schedule and just having more of a routine. I can't believe it's already time for back to school. Like I feel like I'm expecting summer to start in like a month and it's already back to school, which is just wild to me. I know it's September. It's crazy. I can't believe that. It seems like I say this to Riley all the time. I feel like I blinked and it was like three years of my life went by. I know. And then I have a two-year-old. So when that happens, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so big now. Definitely feel, Riley, when you say like you feel like summer just started. I was previously in Ohio and Ohio gets out of school super late because the summer doesn't start until really late. And then everyone in Arizona goes back to school really early. I feel like there was no summer break. Like I didn't see any kids out like from moving to Ohio, like we left right around when school was getting out and we got here not long after like school was going to start again. So I definitely feel like summer was just way too short. If you're unfamiliar with our podcast, we do a high and low section where we share just a little bit about our week personally, what's been going on that we've really been happy about, maybe something that's gone on that we're not loving so much or we maybe wish had gone differently. I'll start us off today. Um, so my high from the week is that I went to spin class. Riley and I have been friends since the internship. And when I was in the internship, like spin class was my jam. I loved it so much. Then I walked away from it from a couple of years. <laughs> so this was my first time going back in a while. And it was awesome. I just, you know, I've missed that kind of rhythm and different way to move my body. And it was just really fun to go back and do something that I used to really love. And now I'm maybe, you know, loving again right now. My low week. Um, we have a golden retriever. His name is George. He's fluffy, lovey, and just all sorts of wonderful. He sleeps in our room with us, but in our new house here, we have a shower that does not have a shower door. So he can just waltz right on in if he wants to. And that's where he's decided he likes to sleep is in the shower. And it's glass without a door. And when he sleeps in there, he snores and it's so loud because it just echoes so i woke up in the middle of the night and i was like what in the world is that noise and george is just sawing logs in the shower just snoozing away just hey, not george. a care in the world oh george so I it's kind it. of a, a cute low week thanks i do too he definitely lives up to the personality we my husband and i both love seinfeld so it's after george costanza is who he's named after he's i didn't know that talk about him yeah so he's waltzing over here now so maybe he'll make an appearance Lindsay, do you have a high and low you can share? Sure. So my high, so a little background, I 
love Taylor Swift, went to her Eras tour and became like obsessed. So good. Life-changing concert. And my daughter, my oldest, is eight and she's becoming a Swifty herself. She, we've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift and she announced her Eras tour movies coming to a theater near you in October and showed my daughter the preview of this movie and told her I bought us tickets to go and her eyes got so big and she was so happy she almost started crying so that was definitely a high for the week it was just so strange. I have to ask yes did so. you dress up for the heiress tour totally. did yeah, you dress you up to. you have to you have to so fun what did you wear I need to know. the yeah. outfits I feel like are part like part they of the are. thing like part, part of the event so I wore like black like coated leather jeans with a sparkly top and a snake bracelet and like dark lipstick to be reputation it was really fun and then i guess my low for the week i am training for the new york marathon which just means like running lots of miles when it's summer here and this morning it was like 85 degrees when i went running at 5 30 in the morning so it was a really hard workout so i guess it's like a, a low and i did it so that's good right the new york marathon is november 5th i think right yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you running it? Oh gosh, I'm not running it. Really. <laughs> I was like, you knew the date. I'm like, are you running it too? So I was actually going to run a marathon. That was November 4th because okay. I've never run a marathon. That was one of my goals for this year. And so I was going to run a marathon that was November 4th, but I was going to start training with a lot of people who were local that were running the New York marathon and because it, it was the day after, but not this year, next year. It'll be fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, it is time consuming. Have you run one before? I, that's like what I did before we had children. Um, so this is really my first one since having like three kids. So it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Is this your first time running New York? Yes, it is. I've oh spectated before, but I'm really excited to run it. Okay. Now is, you're going to have to walk me through this. Is this one done like lottery based or qualifying based or like, how did you get in? So I got in through the lottery. I was really lucky. Like, I mean, this year I got Taylor Swift tickets and got into the New York marathon. I feel like it's a pretty good year. Right. Um, so I got in through the yeah, lottery. Whoa. You can also do charity. So my husband, he's doing it too, is doing it with a charity and then you can qualify too. There's like lots of different ways to get in. Okay. Well, super exciting. We'll definitely be cheering you on from Arizona and Charleston. <laughs> yeah. Unless Riley, you happen to be in New York cheering on in person too. I just know that I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> okay, Riley, do you have a high and low now? All right. So I'll start off with high. Um, so I know Jenna just mentioned this, but Lindsay, Jenna and I did our dietetic internship together once upon a time. It was crazy because I was looking through some of my stuff and I had not realized that it's been five years um, and actually five years ago this month I took the dietetic exam. I guess it's my five-year anniversary of being a dietitian this month which is fun. I feel like I've been a dietitian for a lot longer than that but yeah five years. Five-year anniversary. That's awesome. Five um, years flew by. I know a five-year goal right? Like mm -hmm got a podcast yeah cool so that's my high for the week the low for the week is okay I I don't know if anybody else has done this but we have like a fantasy football family league and we just drafted and I'm very competitive and so of course I do not like my team I'm already very stressed out of the season and it has not even started yet so that's my low of the week I'm adding something else yeah. <laughs> that I'm stressed out um, to my schedule. <laughs> what yeah. player did you want to get that you didn't get? So I had Jamar Chase last year, and I wanted Jamar Chase again, but he was ranked too high. I did not have a good 
first round pick position. Mm -hmm. I also take it more seriously than anybody else in the league, so I care more than anybody else, which might not be surprising, but <laughs> I already stressed out about my fantasy football team. Okay, who's your quarterback? Joe Burrow. Oh, well, that's a good one. I mean, other than he's got, maybe has a foot problem, right? Like, that's kind of the, is he better? Is he, is he Don't playing? remind me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're stressing her out. I'm stressed. It was more of like a long game pick. Like I knew he might be questionable, but like I also couldn't let him go. Robbie really did want him and Robbie was the pick right behind me. And when I picked him, I just heard I heard him yell in the other room, No <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, so. that's good. That's good. I mean the good news is is that supposedly he might have a really big contract coming up, so like that that says good things about his health, right? Also I figured he's going to be the person throwing to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase went really high. You know, at least I can still cheer on Jamar Chase. That was a good thought process. Make myself feel better. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's kind of jump in to some nutrition talk. Lindsay, we love your posts on social about easy breakfasts. Breakfast is so hard for so many athletes. Talk to us like a little bit about the importance of breakfast. How would you maybe encourage an athlete to start eating breakfast? I'm sure so many athletes that you work with are like, I hate eating breakfast. I'm not eating before an 8 a.m. race or game. Um, what are some tips and tricks that you have for these athletes? Breakfast, I feel like it's a topic with like 75% of the athletes I work with, they don't want to eat it. And so a way to really encourage them to eat it is kind of equating that breakfast like a training session. Do we always want to go do our training sessions? Do we always want to go to practice? No, but do we show up and do we do it? Yes. So we have to th start thinking about breakfast like that. It's part of our training. we got to get that breakfast in. And we can start really small. Um, so I'll often have athletes just start with something with a little bit of protein in it. Just that punch of protein in the morning to really jumpstart that muscle recovery, that muscle repair in the morning. And we can start growing it from there and keeping it as uncomplicated as possible. Like they do not need to get up and make eggs with spinach and chicken and make it really fancy. Like we can grab a container of Greek yogurt and, and walk out the door and that's how we're gonna start. And then we can slowly build upon that because I believe in making small sustainable changes rather than trying to do an, like a really big overhaul of, okay, now you're making this fancy breakfast in the morning and now you're having to wake up earlier, you're not gonna do it. Where if we start small, they're more willing to do it. Where it's like, okay, you get up maybe two seconds earlier uh, and, and get that in in the morning. But it's just so important because athletes that don't eat breakfast, they are it's hard to meet their overall calorie needs, macronutrients, and um, all the micros too. So we got to eat it. Do you find that it's common, especially with like high school athletes before school that they don't want to eat breakfast? Because I feel like myself included in this group when I was in high school, I never ate breakfast. And I, looking back now, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And I would go through all day long with like brain fog and all these other things where I was like lack of focus during class and things like that. Is that something that you commonly see with like that population? Yes, and a lot of it is like some of these kids start school so early. So they like wake up in the morning, they go to school, then they have practice after school, they get home, they're like having dinner, doing homework, and they're up pretty late. So I get it, like it's, it's a hard balance. Um, but again, we just start small in the morning, and then I, we talk about all the benefits from the student side of it too. It's you have better concentration, better memory, a little bit more energy to get through that day, but it's really, really common. Um, and it just becomes a habit. They just haven't ate breakfast in so long, they don't even think about it anymore. Do you hear a lot that athletes will say, 
I don't feel hungry in the morning. Yes, that would be the biggest one is I don't feel hungry in the morning. And I get it. It makes sense because, you know, by the time they get home, they have dinner. Then there's like maybe second dinner or a lot of snacking because their body's like, I am hungry. Give me fuel. So then they wake up. They're kind of full in the morning. And so just that circle just keeps happening over and over and over again. So we try to like decrease a little bit on the snacking in the evening and add some of that to the, the front part of the day. I think it is always so wild for athletes to think about, okay, if I eat more in the morning, it's actually going to affect my appetite at night. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. is such a wild concept for so many people, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, you just mentioned, like it does help. It does work. Yeah. I don't know. I just had a comment because it's just so, it is so wild for Mm -hmm. um, you to think about. I know because it does, it helps like like your appetite throughout the day so you don't have those intense bursts of hunger like you would if you skip breakfast, only have 30 minutes to eat lunch, so you're just cramming something in there. It's normally pretty not substantial. And then we get to dinner, they eat a big dinner, but then they're still hungry because they really haven't ate all day. So for those athletes that are saying, okay, I don't feel hungry. I don't want to eat breakfast in the morning. Yes, you said start small. What are some of your, what are your top favorite like three foods that an athlete can start small Mm -hmm. with? I know we always say it depends, right? But what are some of your favorites? (laughs) Yeah, I think Greek yogurt is a really easy one. Tons of different flavors out there. So that's a good one. Um, Frozen breakfast sandwiches, like we have um, in our house, we like the little Jimmy Dean's Delight ones. It's like turkey sausage, English muffin. I feel like it's pretty easy and it just, to some, it might be a little bit more appetizing. And then Kodiak Cakes has those like muffin or pancake muffin things that I think that's just easy. And you can also like make them in a coffee mug with the mix too, if you want to be crafty. Yeah. And high school students and even college students can make those in their dorm, like yes. within 60 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Especially at those ages, you need those convenience things. Yes, and that's another thing. I'm like, get it ready the night before. Like, even if it's just like putting that yogurt on the shelf so you can grab it or just making sure you have what you need. So it's not, just like know what you're going to eat. That's that's the big thing. Like, what are you going to have in the morning when you wake up? So that way you know it's not something you have to think about because they're tired. They don't want to think about things in the morning. So they just have something to grab and go. I think that applies to everybody. I mean, I'm a dietitian and I don't want to think about it. Like, I want something quick. I want something easy. I think that applies to everybody. So that's great advice. Definitely. Thinking about back to school stuff and what foods athletes can take to school with them. Do you recommend like specific snacks for them? Like what are your go-to snack options to like keep on hand throughout the day? What does that look like? I feel like that's another like kind of depends because a lot of schools do have a lot of restrictions on when students are allowed to eat. So, but for my ones that are allowed to bring snacks, I like to use snacks as ways to fill in any nutritional gaps that they may be having. So if we're having trouble getting in calcium, maybe we're bringing a string cheese for that first snack before it gets all mushy and gross. Um, Or doing just more nutrient-dense snacks like trail mix, getting in some good calories that way. I'm a big fan of making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and freezing them so that way you just throw it in your backpack by the time you want to eat it. It's defrosted. And and like Kind Bars are another good go-to as well. So yeah, just trying to look at what they like um, and seeing what they're allowed to bring too. I actually have a funny story about frozen PB&Js. My husband, Robbie, a couple years ago, he would, and he sometimes does this still, but he would make like five or 10 PB&Js at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. of the week. And then he would throw them into the freezer and he'd be like, this is my meal prep. And like, 
he would grab them throughout the day or like throughout the week because it's it just so convenient. It is though, it counts. Have you guys seen that video of like someone using Chipotle for like their meal prep, like Chipotle catering? Like, and like scooping no. it into meal prep containers as like their meal prep for the week. It's hilarious. Kind of a good idea. I haven't seen that, but I love it. Riley and I get a ton of questions about like timing of nutrients when it comes to like timing of snacks, specifically with athletes <laughs> that maybe can't bring snacks with them to school. How do you work through that with them? So I always ask like, how strict are the rules? Like, can we like sneak something in between classes? And um, if it's really strict, the only thing we could do to get around it is like having maybe one of their parents advocate for them if it's something that they really need. Otherwise, we do a huge breakfast in the morning and then after school, if they don't have practice, we're doing a pretty substantial snack when they get home. If they do have practice, I do encourage them to put like little carbohydrate snacks in their locker that they can scarf down as they are changing and getting ready to go out to practice. So they at least have something in their system before going out to a long practice. So many athletes have, you know, they finish class at 2.45 and they're they're jumping onto the field or, you know, in the pool at like three o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when those carbohydrate snacks would be really beneficial. Not to put you on the spot again, but what are some of your favorites or what are some of the, you know, favorite snacks that you're seeing that these yes. individuals are eating? I love talking about these snacks because athletes are normally really willing to do this because these snacks are fun because these are the snacks we don't really care. Like I'm not concerned about like the nutritional value or is there added sugar? I'm like, I just want you to have some carbohydrates. I want you to give yourself a little bit of energy going into that so we can do Fruit snacks are really popular. Rice Krispie treats are another popular one. Um, little like the chewy granola bars are another one that, that they love. And for my athletes that do, like they want it to come from applesauce or bananas. Those are also, also good ones. And the applesauce or granola bars or fruit snacks, they're all just easy snacks you can just store in your locker. So on Monday, we just put that all in there for the week and then you don't have to think about bringing it every day too. Just trying to make it as easy as possible. Because if you don't have the supplies, you don't have anything to eat. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the added sugar because we've talked about it on the podcast before and we get so many questions about the added sugar. But in this situation, you like kind of want the added sugar because yeah. that's the added energy mm -hmm. that you need to manage, you know, through a training session. Yes, especially like with sports drinks. It's like, no, this is a time. Like you could have a sports drink as that boost of energy right before practice or even these athletes that end up having practice. I hear athletes that have practice for three hours after school that are running on water only. And it's like, okay, what could we do to feel that better, to make recovery easier and all of all of the things better. But when you're young, your body can do a lot of really cool things. <laughs> but when you add nutrition to it, it's just gonna make it even better. Oh, I love that. Your body can do a lot of cool things, but when you add nutrition, it can do it even better. Yeah, it's like their bodies were designed to do like amazing things with athletics. We, they can get away with a lot more than like my adult athletes can, but it doesn't mean if we can get away with it, we should do it but they, they get away with a lot. I know we're kind of getting into like the fall season. So we have a ton of fall sports that are starting and stuff like that. When I was in high school, I was, you know, still am very undecided on a lot of things. So I couldn't just focus on one sport. So I was a multi-sport athlete. So during different seasons, like how does nutrition maybe change for younger athletes that are going back to school? Um, what are the biggest like recommendations you have for that? I know it's going to be like the dietitian answer of it depends, I but know. does nutrition change during season? Yes. I find that you have to be a lot more intentional during season. So you can't just get away with just listening to hunger cues. You really need to 
plan it out and just to get in enough nutrition because if you're practicing multiple sports multiple times a day you're burning a lot of energy and you also have less time to get that energy in because so much time is spent training so we have to be really intentional so typically we need to add in more snacks or even an extra meal to the day to meet their overall needs and just being really prepared like making sure we have like that carbohydrate snack in your backpack as you're running to your next class or eating that carbohydrate snack before school for that morning practice and then having to pack breakfast to actually eat after after practice is over before the rest of your day starts. You just have to be really on top of things, I think, when you're a student athlete because you have all of that school and then you also have all of the training and you need all of the food, especially these high school athletes. Their bodies are still growing and developing. Their needs are out of this world high. A lot of it depends, but also a lot of planning and individualization when it comes to fueling a high school athlete, especially because like you said, their needs are crazy high with Mm -hmm. being a growing person and also being someone who has a high energy output. Yes. All right. Before we jump into our last couple questions that we ask all of our guests, any last couple tips for, you know, these young high school, these young athletes when it comes to nutrition and going back to school in this upcoming fall season? Yes. I mean, one is not nutrition. I mean, I feel like it goes in hand in hand, but get your sleep. I know like staying up late is fun. It sounds like a good idea at the time, but sleep, we cannot We cannot do anything nutritionally to outwork not sleeping. So getting that sleep in is so essential. Carrying water around with you, like having a water bottle, carrying it around with you so that you can get in those fluids that you need. And then just being intentional, like thinking of nutrition as part of your training, where could you give it a little bit of a boost? Is it packing an extra snack? Is it eating a snack before you go to bed? Is it starting with breakfast in the morning? Just looking at what you can do to make that little boost because that's going to go hand in hand with your training. If we make a little bit of a change and improve our nutrition, we're gonna have a little bit of an improvement in performance. Awesome tips. Everybody who's listening should be taking notes because that was really, (laughs) really, really, really important. And so switching now to some fun little questions that we always do. It is called the Eat More Carbs podcast. So Lindsay, what's your favorite carbohydrate? My favorite carbohydrate, it's more of like a mixed category food, but I consider it a carb. Pizza. Pizza is my favorite. I love it. So many different varieties. What is your favorite type of pizza? Like if you had to pick one pizza, is what type of pizza? We have a place here called Cane Rosso. It's like Neapolitan. I don't know if that's how you say it. But like the really fluffy crust, but it's thin. The rest of it, it's so good. So you're like a thin crust pizza. Yeah. 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 Riley, what's your favorite kind of pizza? It honestly depends. It's like, I know, I know. This is... (laughs) Lindsay, we always joke that we need to change the name of the podcast to It Depends because we say it depends so much on this podcast. Um, But it does. I really like a thin crust pizza, like something that comes out of the, like, the oven type like fire burned pizza yes. type things the people the pizza people are gonna like come get me because i just said that all wrong yes, that's um, what I mean. but i like those yeah um and i like it when it has that like i think it's ricotta it's like the white cheese mm-hmm. globs mm-hmm. i don't know what else yeah. to call them yeah. <laughs> yeah. um on the pizza <laughs> that's kind of my favorite but it honestly it just depends on what the, the mood is. Um, what about you, Jenna? Okay, it's going to sound like I'm copying you 100%. There's a pizza place in Cleveland called Il Rioni. They make a ricotta pizza with hot honey and pistachios. It's the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Like, hands down, I dream about it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I like the honey yeah. ad. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so, and it's like the perfect balance of like spicy sweet with it. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's so good. Well, 9.33 and I want pizza, so. <laughs> hey, it's my lunchtime, so I'm about to go get some pizza. All right, Lindsay, what's your favorite pre-workout fuel? Uh, I normally do like one of those fig bars or like on my long run days, I'll eat a pop tart because it just sounds more fun. It's hard to eat at five o'clock in the morning. So it's like trying to make it fun. I like it. What flavor pop tart? It's frosted strawberry. That's like one of the original flavors. I feel like that's like a traditional pop tart. You can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. I feel like the chocolate might just be too much in the morning. I see like all the chocolatey flavors. I'm like, I don't think I could do that in the morning. And then what about your favorite post-workout fuel option? I feel like this is such like a corny answer. It's like so typical dietitian answer, but I do love having chocolate milk after a workout. Like today, like in my last couple miles, I was like, man, I just can't wait to have some chocolate milk because it's just so cool and refreshing. And I have a hard time eating after I like I do a hard workout. So chocolate milk, so good. So many dietitians who have joined us as guests on this podcast have been like, I love chocolate milk, but it is such the dietitian answer or I want to come up with something else. But I think everybody has said chocolate milk because it's just so good. It's so easy. All right. And then something that's not related to nutrition at all, but what's your favorite pair of shoes? Like your favorite pair of kicks? Um, I mean, I guess my favorite running shoes right now are going to be the, they're like the Hoka Mox or Max. It's M-A-C-H. I don't know how to say anything, um, but they're super, they've been great for putting in all these miles this summer. So I guess those are my favorite right now. I was hoping you would tell us what your favorite running shoes were because yeah. I'm always looking for good running shoes. So <laughs> Yeah, I went to the our, like our local running store here, and they like had me get on something that like looks at your feet. I don't know, um, and then they recommended a few shoes, and you try them on, you run around the store in them. So th- those were the winners for me. Gotta have a comfortable pair of running shoes if you're gonna run that many miles. So many. <laughs> Do you train in different shoes than you run your race in? I I feel like I'm not like a good person to ask about this because I normally do, but I know there are like different racing shoes. I just feel like a marathon's so far. I want to be comfortable, like comfortable as you can be. Yeah, I would be afraid if I had different pairs of shoes that like my feet would start to feel different. If I was used to a shoe, I would want to run in that. So I was super curious if you were yeah. somebody. Who's I know that's like. Off. When I finish running, the first thing I want to do is take my shoes off um, and get in my Mm -hmm. my sandals. Today in the podcast, we talked about the importance of breakfast, especially for younger athletes. If it's harder to get breakfast in before school, start small and make it as convenient as possible for you. When it comes to snacks, make sure you're prioritizing the time that you do have to eat snacks and maybe work with somebody like Lindsay that can help prioritize when a time for snacking would work best for you. And then nutrition is going to depend on your season what your goals are. So working with a sports dietitian is the best way to tailor that specifically to you. Lindsay, for folks that want to follow along specifically with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, I feel like I post the most on Instagram. So my handle is feeling.young.athletes. Um, that's probably the easiest way. And then all my information's there. Perfect. We will leave Lindsay's information in the description of this podcast so that way you can reach out to her if you have questions specifically for her or would like to work with her. As always, if you have questions for Riley and I that you would like answered on the Eat More Carbs podcast, please leave them in the comment section or you can DM us on Instagram at the Eat More Carbs podcast. Make sure that you rate and review the podcast. And thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for folks tuning in and listening to us. And remember to eat more carbs.